0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome back to Simply the Bible, the through to Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel Treasure Valley. Today we look at the instructions the Lord gave Moses so that his people would always worship him continually. We hope you'll join us now as Pastor Daryl continues in Exodus chapter 29 on Simply the Bible. How often should we worship God? Twice a year? Christmas
0: and Easter? Once a month? Once a week? Daily? The answer may surprise you. Now that God had given instructions to Moses for building the tabernacle, for making the priestly garments that Aaron and his sons would wear, and for consecrating the priests, God moved to the actual sacrifices that they would be offering. As they ministered to the Lord. We pick it up in Exodus chapter 29, verse 38. Now, this is what you shall offer on the altar two lambs of the first year, day by day, continually. One lamb you shall offer in the morning, and the other lamb you shall offer at twilight. With one lamb shall be one-tenth of an ephah, that is two quarts, of flour, mixed with one-fourth of a hen, one quart, of pressed oil, and one-fourth of a hen, one quart, of wine, as a drink offering. And the other lamb you shall offer at twilight, and you shall offer with it the grain offering and the drink offering, as in the morning, for a sweet aroma, an offering made by fire to the Lord. This shall be a continual burnt offering, throughout your generations at the door of the tabernacle of meeting before the Lord where I will meet you to speak with you. Two lambs would be sacrificed as a burnt offering every day, one in the morning and one in the evening. This was a perpetual reminder that the only way to worship God was through death. Blood had to be shed for the remission of sins because the wages of sin is death. The burnt offering was a sweet aroma to the Lord, and it foreshadowed the offering of Christ on the cross. Included with the lamb was a grain offering of flour and oil, and a drink offering of wine. In this way, the worship would be continual, every day, twice a day. The sweet savor was a continual reminder to the Lord that Israel was his covenant people. And the daily sacrifices were a continual reminder to the people that Yahweh was the God that they served, and he deserved the best they had to offer. You know, I am surprised at how often people want to give God not their best, but their leftovers. If they don't want it, and if they can't sell it, then they'll give it to the church. But God doesn't want our leftovers. He wants our unblemished sacrifices. He wants our best. David refused to give an offering to the Lord that didn't cost him something. And we should be prepared to sacrifice in our worship of the Lord. But what a pleasing aroma it is to him when we do. Verse 43. And there I will meet with the children of Israel, and the tabernacle shall be sanctified by my glory. So I will consecrate the tabernacle of meeting and the altar. I will also consecrate both Aaron and his sons to minister to me as priests. I will dwell among the children of Israel and will be their God. And they shall know that I am the Lord their God, who brought them up out of the land of Egypt, that I may dwell among them, I am the Lord, their God. In these four verses, God uses the personal pronoun of I seven times. Look at all that God did to initiate and maintain his relationship with his people. I will meet with the children of Israel. I will consecrate, set apart, the tabernacle of meeting and the altar. I will consecrate Aaron and his sons. I will dwell among the children of Israel. I am the Lord who brought them out of Egypt, that I may dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. What does that tell us? It tells us that God was the one who initiated the covenant relationship with Israel that resulted in them worshiping Him. Likewise, God has initiated a relationship with us. We weren't looking for Him. The Apostle Paul writes in Romans 3.10, None is righteous, no, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. You see, I didn't find the Lord. He found me. And he is taken it upon himself to sanctify me. One of my favorite verses is Hebrews 10.14, which speaks of this fact. For by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. The one offering of Jesus Christ on the cross was so complete that through it, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. And who is sanctifying us? God. When Jesus said, it is finished, he meant it. I feel sorry for those who are trying to attain some kind of perfection by their own efforts. Look, if we could do it ourselves, then Christ died in vain. But all of this sanctification and perfection of Christ was foreshadowed in the tabernacle worship because God said, I will consecrate or sanctify Aaron and his sons. They couldn't do it themselves. They couldn't bring themselves to perfection. God had to do for them what they could never do for themselves. Have you really come to that place of rest in the finished work? Of Jesus Christ to save and sanctify you? Or are you still trying to be good enough on your own? But you can never add to the perfect righteousness of Christ that God gives to you as a gift of his grace. So then what is our response? Well, I'm glad you asked that. The next chapter tells us. Chapter 30. You shall make an altar to burn incense on. You shall make it of acacia wood. A cubit shall be its length, and a cubit its width. It shall be square, and two cubits shall be its height. Its horn shall be of one piece with it, and you shall overlay its top, its sides all around, and its horns with pure gold. And you shall make for it a molding of gold all around, two gold rings you shall make for it under the molding on both its sides. You shall place them on its two sides, and they will be holders for the poles with which to bear it. You shall make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. It is interesting that God gave Moses the instructions for the altar of incense at this point. He began giving the instructions for building the tabernacle with the Ark of the Covenant, the table of showbread, and the golden lampstand. Then he told Moses how to build the sanctuary with its coverings and boards, veil and door. And then he moved outside and gave instructions for the bronze altar where the sacrifices would be made by fire. Finally, he gave the specifications for the linen hangings that would form a fence separating the outer court from the rest of the camp. After the tabernacle, God gave Moses instructions for making the garments of the priests and for consecrating them to serve him. Now he returns back into the sanctuary to give instructions for building the altar of incense. Why now? Why did he do it in this order? We will see that this golden altar of incense represented the prayers going up before the throne of God in heaven. And we cannot offer prayers until we have first been cleansed of our sins at the bronze altar, which is always linked to the cross. As a royal priesthood, which God has called us to be, We cannot offer the incense of prayers until we have first been consecrated by God and prepared by Him to serve. Then and only then can we enter the holy place to present the incense of intercession before the throne of God. But this is our duty and this is our natural response to all that God has done in perfecting us by his grace. What else can we do but to come to him and worship him and offer him praises and thanksgiving and intercessions for those that we love? As with the Ark of the Covenant, the table of showbread and the altar of incense This incense altar was made of acacia wood and covered with gold. This speaks of the humanity and the divinity of Christ. It was 18 inches long, 18 inches wide, and 3 feet high. It had four horns on the four corners. Finally, it had four gold rings through which the poles would be inserted so that they could carry it. Verse 6. And you shall put it before the veil that is before the Ark of the Testimony, before the mercy seat that is over the testimony where I will meet with you. The Lord wanted this altar of incense with its fragrant aroma to be immediately before the veil, where it would come up before him. You see, he was just on the other side of the veil over the mercy seat between the two cherubim on the Ark of the Covenant. That's where the Lord dwelt. Among them. So as Aaron would offer incense on the altar, this fragrance would come up before the Lord. But because the altar of incense also represents prayers going up before the Lord, it shows us that it is through our prayers that we most draw near to the Lord. In fact, I know that in my own personal walk with the Lord, it is in my time of prayer, my time of communion with Him, that I feel closest to the Lord. Verse 7, Aaron shall burn on it sweet incense every morning. When he tends the lamps, he shall burn incense on it. And when Aaron lights the lamps at twilight, he shall burn incense on it, a perpetual incense before the Lord throughout your generations. You shall not offer strange incense on it or a burnt offering or a grain offering, nor shall you pour a drink offering on it. And Aaron shall make atonement upon its horns once a year with the blood of the sin offering of atonement. Once a year he shall make atonement upon it throughout your generations. It is most holy to the Lord. So just like with the daily offerings of the two lambs, Aaron would offer sweet incense on the altar of incense, the golden altar, twice a day, in the morning and in the evening. And so when he would go to trim the lights uh, at twilight, he would then burn the incense, and it was to be a perpetual incense before the Lord. But again, this is representing the prayers of intercession. Now, because everything within the tabernacle also points to what's going on in heaven, it's just a copy of the heavenly things, we see that our high priest, Jesus, is continually bringing up Intercession for us. The Bible says in Hebrews, he ever lives to make intercession for us. And so we see that here, but also we see of the need for us to continually offer prayers. In the morning and in the evening, you know, it's just a good practice in the morning before you start the day to spend time praying, seeking the Lord. And then at evening, before you go to bed, thanking him for the day sealing it up as it were before you hit the pillow at night but then also paul tells us pray without ceasing so that there's the continual fragrance going up just just spurts of prayer throughout the day lord what should i do here lord give me wisdom in this oh lord bless so and so you know those continual offerings of incense of our prayers comes up before the lord as a sweet aroma
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the the through-the-Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepperidge Elementary School in Boise. Also, to listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. We'd really love to hear from you. You can also text WELCOME to 208-314-3377. That's 208-314-3377. When it came to numbering the people in Israel, the Lord was very particular about how it was to be done. Tomorrow we're going to find out why. We hope you'll join us as we continue in Exodus on Simply the Bible.